Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. This is Song versus Song. I don't know how we went this long without doing it. We are doing Baby One More Time by Britney Spears versus Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera. This this matchup made sense to me. Uh-huh. Did it make sense to you? I mean, so it depends upon whether or not you mind a blowout. <laughs> All right, you And I think oh, that we've, we've kind of accepted that that occasionally they will happen. And when you said it, I was like, well, it's I know how this is going to play. <laughs> it's not a mystery which one of these songs has the juice. Had at the time Still has today. Um, and which one is kind of forgotten largely? I don't feel like Genie in a Bottle is forgotten. Well, you say that. Perhaps you'll have some evidence. <laughs> I feel like I could make a case for Genie in a Bottle here. Like, obviously, like, remember when we did Let It Go versus How Far I'll Go? Like, Let It Go is obviously, like, the more significant song. But How Far I'll Go is the one that won that like baby one more time is like a toweringly important song in my lifetime. Is it the better song though? Is the question? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is like a little peek behind the curtain, but I literally texted you ahead of this being like, well, someone's got to take the short straw. (laughs) And you said, I'll take genie in a bottle. Okay. We we're trying to do a thing where at least one of us will try and make the case. Yeah, for uh, I think is smart one side. We're very smart podcasters. I did not need to be pushed for this one. I did not pick Genie in a Bottle just because one of us had to. I look forward to your argument. (laughs) I've always just kind of been a tiny bit indifferent about Britney Spears. Like, I I mean, mean, like I, I have been paying attention to Britney Spears just like almost everyone in uh, you know, alive during the Britney years has paid attention to Britney Spears, but I would not say I love any of her actual music. I respect tons of her songs, but like the songs that I've like accepted as like part of my soul. I don't know. I just never quite made it there possibly because Britney has always seemed a little, um, not in control of her career or just like not, <sighs> Like, Christina makes the music Christina wants to make. And she has always had a lot more input than Britney Spears. Britney is certainly a fascinating figure. But, I don't know, we were on that pop music podcast, and the host admitted to us that he didn't like Taylor Swift or listen to Taylor Swift. I was like, what? How can you have, like, a pop music podcast and not care about Taylor Swift in this moment in time, and yet here I am, Admitting I'm I'm not super into Britney Spears. Well, it's it's funny because, you know, you said that thing about Christina, and I thought to myself that, in fact, Taylor Swift is the anti-Britney Spears. She's the exact opposite. You couldn't go any further in the opposite direction. You know, Britney has very, I mean, Britney has very little control over her public image, or had, I suppose. I You know, it's important to keep in mind, and I suppose we'll talk about this as we get into the episode, that, like, it's not like Britney never had any control over the music at all. No, she most assuredly does like and and hit me baby one more time is a very specific example where her influence in specific is a huge part of the popularity of the song. So I don't like I think it's important to remember that she does have some creative control 
here and there. The difference, of course, is that Taylor Swift has absolute control, <laughs> like not just control of her output, but she basically completely controls the media, <laughs> which is also the exact opposite of Britney. Um, it's a very strange, like polar opposite um, because Britney had nowhere near enough and Taylor, I would argue, has too much control, right? Like right. I think everyone should be able to have some control, but like, you know, a person should still be available for criticism. And I'm not sure that Taylor Swift really is anymore. No, like like you said, Britney was the exact opposite in that she could get nothing but criticism. Awful. I mean, truly, I mean, especially looking back on it now, you know, if you if you just have the ability to look at the tail of the tape, just look at interview after interview after interview of people talking about the way that she dresses, talking about her attitudes, talking about who she dates, talking about whether or not she's a good mother. I mean, it was really fucking atrocious. I don't know how any human being gets through that. Like genuinely huge respect to Brittany for many reasons, but one is just for surviving all of that. <laughs> like before you even get into the conservatorship, just the way she was treated by the media is abhorrent. Like I don't want, I don't mean to, to get on a high horse. I don't think I'm saying anything that's new. Yeah. Like not, not a get on your high horse, but just like state a pretty been, simple fact. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one's been pretty beaten into the ground by this point, like three years past hashtag free Brittany. Yeah. And I mean, now, you know, she's got a, be free and that has its own kind of complexity, but at least she gets to make those choices for better or worse. That's better than being caged. Uh, anyway, I picked Brittany and I feel as though you could make any argument uh, about Christina and I could just say it's Brittany bitch and win. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Brittany has always had a giant lead over Christina. A giant lead over anybody really that was in the space from 1998 onward that was trying to do this thing that she does. But like, I mean, when you say Britney's name, you don't say Christina. When you say Christina's name, you will always bring up Britney. Yeah. Like, I don't know that many like there were many other, you know, wannabe pop stars. But like you don't necessarily say, you know, Britney when Hillary Duff's name comes up. With Christina, like, they will always, always, always be, you know, the shadow of Britney over her. This is, like, amazing thing, like, always kind of blows my mind. Uh, depending on how you want to measure it, you could make the case that Christina was the more, uh, just by the numbers, the more successful uh, artist. Elaborate on that. Christina Aguilera's first album has three number ones. And I think the, the fourth single topped at number three Britney has one number one maybe one more time and I don't I think a couple songs that cracked the top 10 because like Britney and Backstreet and NSYNC were very very popular but they were kind of like BTS now like if you were not into them you were not like casually accepting of them you just didn't want to hear it so they were polarizing enough that they didn't necessarily chart as big as they were christina was acceptable like more acceptable i guess so she has three number ones off that first album britney does not including genie in a bottle why do you think that was what did christina do that britney was not i don't know i don't know and also what's the difference between 
being a TRL person and being a billboard person? Because if we're going by TRL, certainly Britney Spears has got to come out on top. Yes, I watched TRL and I remember Britney pretty thoroughly being over Christina. Because um, that's a big part of, of what she did too, right? I think that it's very hard to divorce. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll try in spots the music video and the song. I don't know what Britney had exactly, but even as someone who was like not into that kind of music and it was just barely getting into music in the first place, I was, you know, it wasn't just me being a 15 year old boy. I, I could not tear my eyes away from Britney Spears. Um, like if there was yeah. like a poster uh, in the wall, like my neck would turn. If, uh, if I saw like the, the album cover, I'd just like stare at it for longer than I should have. Like just something about her pulled attention in a way that Christina could not. Well, I certainly can tell you, um, I mean, I think part of that is, I mean, some people are just born magnetic, right? Born stars. Uh, certainly Britney is that. I think a lot of the the turning and looking was a result of the fact that she was constantly surrounded by the media. And so like it was impossible not to have heard how people felt about her and like what the latest controversy was or what the, like even just what the latest video was. Um, but I think also you have to kind of think about her as an artist because basically Brittany has two kinds of songs. Uh, one that we'll be concentrating on here. Um, the other is um, ballad Brittany, which to be honest, I never really cared about. Never really cared for Ballad Britney, except, of course, for Lucky, I Have a Human Soul. <laughs> Lucky of all, okay. That song's great, whatever. I'll, I'll hear nary a, a negative word about Lucky. That song is is wonderful. I love that song best. It's like maybe a top five Britney song for me. Anyway, the other thing that matters, of course, is is the is the other Britney, the, the actual, the pop star Britney, right? Right. Like the one that's doing like songs that, basically have to succeed along three metric lines, right? There are three metrics by which all non-ballad Britney songs are rated. It's Britney make you want to dance, uh, Britney make you want to fuck, mm-hmm. and Britney gonna empower you, uh, which is, I think, transposed in the 2010s to uh, Britney want to make you go to the gym. Uh, <laughs> Better work, bitch. I mean, a lot of her 2010s work. Yeah, really, it's just gym music and God bless. Really appreciate that. Thank you. You are an inspiration in many ways, Brittany. And one of them is getting people to go to the gym. Anyway, uh, what I find to be kind of interesting is that like, all right, so here's how it works. If she succeeds at one, the song's a bop. If she succeeds at two, it's a banger. If she succeeds at all three metrics, it's toxic. <laughs> But the most fascinating thing is Hit Me Baby One More Time is nothing like that. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask. I was like, which of those does it hit? Is like none. That's the most fascinating thing about it is that even though she becomes very formulaic after this. And by the way, I actually don't think the word baby existed prior to 1998. As far <laughs> as I'm concerned, she birthed it like <laughs> Brittany gave the birth to the first baby. She's, I don't know how else to explain it. Does she have a single song that doesn't have that word in it? Um, does she hold the copyright for that word? She fucking should. 
But no, I don't think of Hit Me Baby One More Time as being under any of those metrics exactly. And yet it's incredible. And in many ways, the only song of hers other than Toxic that really stands out to me to the extent that like I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Like I love Britney and I like a lot of her music, um, but it took me a while to get there. Um, whereas Hit Me Baby One More Time, I loved immediately and Toxic, I loved immediately. And of course, Lucky, I loved immediately because again, I have a human soul. I mean, I, I I don't dislike Lucky. That's a good song. I'm just like, just like over the moon for it. Wow. It's a great song. It's a great song. It's very clearly, I don't know. It's just a really honest song. It's an achingly honest and true song about what she was going through. I don't like, she's talking about crying at night. She, and she clearly fucking was Todd. Like, that song is real. I have not read her book yet, so I don't know if the crying had started yet. I mean, I got to assume it, it, it happened pretty quickly. Uh, anyway, so hit me baby one more time. Why is it better than Genie in a Bottle? So glad you asked, Todd. Mm. I think it's that it's it did something that I don't think there are a lot of immediate examples for me. That's a song that, like, if you've heard other people do, like, if you hear Ed Sheeran doing it or Travis doing it or any, like, or, like, punks, punk bands doing it, right? Like, there's a almost a rock groove to it. It's like it could, it's It can be a straightforward breakup song with guitars and shit and, like, guys with, like, growly man voices. You could do that very easily, and the song would be a success. But the thing that takes it over the top is that they completely supplant that by doing a, an entirely different arrangement. Something that just is so unexpected turns that whole idea on its head, and the result is just a work of fucking genius. It's tremendous. Like it, it was, I, I've told you this story before where, like, you know, I don't know what the ops, opposite of Todd Stradamus is. Mm-hmm. I certainly am not the most prescient person about music, certainly not pop music, but I remember... Um, being at home and seeing that music video for the first time at a random time. Like, I think it was airing late at night. Like, it was not, like, one of those videos that they, like, debuted on MTV and did, like, a countdown or anything, you know. And it started, and I had assumed that it was going to be, like, one of those, like, ironic, like, punk band videos because of the the school setting. I was you like, oh, it was going to be a Blink-182 yeah, or like a Sum 41 or something like that, you know, something something in that realm. And um, and then Britney Spears was there, and I was like, oh. And then I watched the video in stunned silence, <laughs> and, when it w- and when it was over, I felt every fucking 90s rocker look up like a dinosaur seeing a comet coming down to Earth with Britney Spears on it. Didn't even hit them one more time. Just the once would do. It was over. And I know that that that's perception, but I truly felt at the time I was like, that's it. Whatever was happening in the before times, it's over now. And I was I was basically right. Like really the 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 shape of music changed very rapidly. You know, Britney Spears is one of the most important figures in 2000s pop culture. And yet, like, she started, like, just barely before the 2000s. And yet... But it happened... It did happen pretty quick. Like, if you look, I think that the big difference is that, like, pop music, as far as anything that was similar to what she was doing, was still, like, kind of, like, middle-aged women. Like, women in their late 20s. Middle-aged, I mean, for music. 
uh, for pop music, you know, like late twenties, thirties, like even maybe pushing forward 40, like these are the people who were kind of dominating that, like the diva side of things. Right. And then Britney came and then all of a sudden it was pure teeny bopper all the time. I know that Backstreet Boys technically predates, but like there were no like girl singers in the sense of like literal teenage girls. That was not really happening. Yeah. I I just kind of like imagine what the world would be like if Christina had hit first. Because, I mean, technically she did hit first because she was on the Mulan soundtrack before Baby One More Time. Yes, she was. She most assuredly was. So t- and she recently went and redid that because they did the um, the live action version and they had her come back and sing the song again. Yeah, that was bad. Yep. Didn't disagree. Like there is a universe where Christina releases her song because like Britney did not come out of nowhere. Like there were a bunch of them that all came out at the same time. And I, I don't think they were like signed just in the wake of Britney, they're like people saw this coming. There was like, we should try and put out some teenage girls out there, and that's why you got Mandy Moore and Jessica Simpson and all that. If you but, take Britney out of the equation, it doesn't happen. I just <laughs> don't buy it. I don't think it happens without her. And and this is where I I think. I mean, I think they would try. Of, like, but w- would it matter? Would it have just fizzled out? Would there have been like a lane for a Mandy Moore without? Uh, I mean, like, what, what would happen is like Mandy Moore would have been exactly as big as she was in real life, which is not that very big. And we wouldn't even no, be talking and about like, it. I think if you gave the song, so uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time was supposed to go to TLC. That was the that was the first offer. Mm-hmm. I forget how it, like, I think it might have like kind of traded hands at, like one or two more times before it actually landed with Britney. But if that was the song that Christina got, no. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I truly don't. And I'll tell you why. I think it that's where you come into the, that ineffable quality, that understanding of the moment, like without even intending to, because people always ask the question of like, did she know what she was doing on a cultural level? And my answer is if you mean she had good instincts, sure. If I think she would, do I think she was some kind of great manipulator? No, but I think that she understood certain things. So like the pitch for the music video was, basically the oops I did it again video and she was like that's stupid I'm not doing that it's funny that she did it later but like she was the one that pitched the video in the form that it took right she was the one that was like just put me in a scroll girl uniform and put me in a school like it's Greece and mm-hmm. I'll dance and uh and then the director kind of went from there it, and it was her idea to tie the tie the shirt tie the shirt up it's not, listen, this is not brain science. However, nobody else had this idea. Like, this was her thing. And she knew she, she knew how to take a very simple idea and execute it exactly the right way. And that's the thing that it just seems like nobody else quite had. I can't name anybody else because, like, Christina certainly didn't have the juice. Like, that's the whole thing about her first record. Genie in a Bottle, I mean, I again, I look forward to hearing your defense of the track, but, like, I tried to listen to that album, and I just couldn't get through it. It's so boring. She sounds bored to me. Like, she doesn't sound like she wants to be there, whereas Britney, th- there's, like, some story about how, like, they, they, like, shipped her out to be in the studio with Max Martin, and they worked for, like, eight hours straight, and they were like, are you hungry? 
She was like, no, nah, I can keep going. <laughs> they were like, why don't you eat something? And then she like housed like three hamburgers. <laughs> it's like Britney Spears. Is there any more relatable pop star? Is there anyone less relatable than Christina Aguilera? I don't. Well, I don't get her certainly, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, this was but before we started. Part of the the question I had was like, how, where is her influence best felt? Because I'm not. I mean, I would argue it doesn't seem like it's in the mainstream pop world. And you know, I told you that you know her her name. Her, her her nickname or her title is uh, the voice of a generation. Yeah, I guess the, the ex-Dina fans will get mad at me that I didn't know that because apparently it's very common. It's just something I, I, guess, I can't imagine. It doesn't make any I sense mean, to me. I just, like, clearly, like, as far as, like, Latin awards were concerned and and, and that community, it seems like she hit very hard. They, yeah, I, I found the video of Andy Garcia like giving her the Voice of a Generation award or whatever it was, um, and it was because you know not only did they appreciate the music she was making, but also that she was she was and I, I assume still is um, a, a rather significant humanitarian, you know, who's like going across the globe and trying to prevent children from starving to death. Huge thanks to Britney Spears for making it so that Christina would constantly feel inferior, <laughs> feel the need to. Try harder and harder to be better than Britney Spears, going so far as to save the entire planet. Christina, keep going. We need your help. Mm. Britney, keep making her feel bad. Keep nagging her. Let's go. That's this is terrible. This is not true. <laughs> but like, but she did. She is like, you know, there are all these realms where Christina has done a lot, and you know, she's been on The Voice, and and I think in general enjoys being kind of like an educator as far as like music and teaching people how to sing and all that stuff, and like. There's a lot to recommend her as a human being, as far as I could tell. I just don't connect to her at all and never have. Uh, Christina is someone I've also not had a lot of strong feelings about. And if if Brittany has always overshadowed her, like we, we, did re, we reviewed Amadeus for uh, the bonus podcast. And I always think, of what Ebert said about Amadeus versus Salieri. Salieri does what he does. And it's just like, he labors over it so hard. And Mozart just does it so easily without thinking. Everything Christina does reeks of effort. She is always trying too hard. I would say genie in a bottle is her best song because they are reining her in because she doesn't have full license to go full hit you over the head with a bat. Yeah, I suppose the the um the really old school comparison would be, you know, Christina Aguilera Aguilera is the Gene Kelly to Britney Spears Fred Astaire. I, I don't know anything about the cl- the classics, I guess. Oh, yeah, so Gene Kelly is an incredible I mean, seen, dancer, but like but stuff, like when yeah. you but, but, but when you watch him dance, like it's like you can feel your muscles move as his do, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so much effort going on, whereas there's something so effortless the way that Fred Astaire glides across the stage, right? Mm-hmm. Like you never think like, God, that's so hard what he's doing. Like that takes such talent, right? You don't ever think that. It's, it certainly is. What he's doing is very difficult, but like it's so effortless that you never have to think about it. You watch Gene Kelly and you can, you can sense – the, the technical proficiency, which is incredible. And you're like, wow, what a talent. But you are thinking so much about how much work 
he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you never think that about Fred Astaire. And I think that the Britney Spears is kind of a, in a similar boat uh, versus uh, Christina because Christina, like I, there was this, a video, I think where the two of them did that carpool karaoke. Who? Christina and, uh, and Brittany together, you know? Yeah. Like they're in a car singing songs, but they hate and, each other. Uh, well, occasionally, is this a real thing? Is this, this cannot be real. I believe it's real. And what's funny about it is you watch Christina like doing like her shit where she's doing her scales. Mm-hmm. You just watch Brittany being so bored by it. <laughs> Christina like, has Christina, always... Christina trying so hard and Brittany just yawning and winning. Like I have seen, you know, Brittany's live performances and she's a very physical performer, obviously, but she does absolutely make it look effortless. Even like the dancing, especially the performing she is like in such full control. Like she, like she very much seems like she's not thinking about it one bit. And just like being famous was something she did very easily. In fact, that she could not turn off even when she wanted to versus Christina, who is like always just desperately trying to get in the spotlight. And like, yeah. I, you know, I, I, this is weird. Cause if, if Britney Spears did not exist and Christina Aguilera had the same, had the exact same um, career that she has in real life, we would say that she is like a very successful person, like a top tier person of, of that decade. She is. She absolutely is. We, like we don't say Cindy Lauper had a bad career because she wasn't Madonna, hmm. but, the, but something comparison. about Christina has always seemed sweaty. Well, and, yeah. And, I mean, she sings, she sings about being sweaty. There's that song <laughs> dirty. Yes. Sweat dripping off of her clothes. Call body. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Something I, I realized while listening to this, I was like, I never really analyzed it, but Genie in the Bottle is about being a horny virgin. And that is was exactly Britney's uh, persona at the time. That was why she had so many weird, pervy guys drooling all over her. Because she was A, a virgin. She was very explicit about this. Two, she made very horny uh, music videos, musics and songs. And like in hindsight, I was like, but Christina is like saying this literally out loud in her songs. And like, I was like, well, Britney doesn't have to. Britney never had to say it out loud. Well, I mean, not in the music, but like they yeah. asked her about it. Right? I mean, like it, it's, it's not, it's not like she never said it. I mean, I, I mean, but in her, in her songs. Sure. She like, in fact, I kind of like liked her less the, like the more explicitly dirty her songs got. It was like, Which less one? Like when she got into like the I'm a slave era and all that shit. I love I'm a slave for you. <laughs> I love that song. It's so good. I, you know, it's funny because I also like, I, I didn't, when I say that I knew from the jump how big she was going to be, I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> right. Like it really felt like. Were you one not day, one of those girls I, back in the day or. I mean, well, I was, you know, it was like 1997. Okay. Computer. 1998. And hit me baby one more time. Like that is not literally what happened, but it kind of felt like it. And so I was frustrated because I, you know, I love that kind of stuff. And, and I suppose in a way too, like, again, like 1997 has got one of the all time, um, at the time underrated and now perhaps more correctly rated related albums. Um, the velvet rope, Janet Jackson's, Mm -hmm. um, opus, uh, 
it's funny, even at the at the time when I started getting into music, right right around the time Britney got big, and it was super popular to talk shit about pop music. I, I remember some of the snobs telling me, it's like, actually, that Velvet Rope, that's a, that's a pretty good album. As far as I'm concerned, it's one of the best songs of the decade. Oh, well, excuse me, one of the best albums of the decade. Although the title track is is weird and interesting, especially since it uses um, it uses tubular bells as a sample. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you do that. There's some tubular bells in the, in the title track for that mm-hmm. album. Fun side fact that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it it's just so interesting because like what actually happened was you know Janet Jackson did Velvet Rope, which was you know considered a flop at the time but like she was amongst the biggest women pop stars of the era Mm -hmm. because you know 1993's lowercase j janet period was this absolutely huge 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 record and it was kind of her and madonna in in certain regards as far as like pop music pop music right Mm -hmm. because madonna done like bedtime stories and then the same year as hit me baby one more time she did ray of light which is just at all fucking. I mean, you timer. keep saying '98 for Baby One More Time. That's always going to be a '99er for me. Like it, it, it technically the, came, but it it came out at the very tail end of the year. Yeah. Its influence really bleeds, and it has its biggest influence the following year. But yeah, I mean, like it's interesting to follow the journey because there's still stuff happening, and I think, but like even that Madonna record, right? Think about what that was. Think about what she was doing because she was not pulling from pop. The thing about Ray of Light is that, like, that's that's Madonna takes on electronica, right? Like, she's doing, like, the alt scene. That was part of what made her excel. And Bedtime Stories, I mean, for fuck's sake, there's a track on there that was co-written by Bjork. Like, mm-hmm. like that's just, you know, that was what was happening. And then all of a sudden, it's hit me maybe one more time. I, I, I barely remember Madonna and uh, Janet in 97, 98 were not anywhere near what Britney was in 99. Like, but isn't that something? Because truly like, if you consider they were kind of the ones. Yeah. Like I think prior to that, because Madonna was so big in the eighties and nineties, so huge. That's the reason why, you know, she obviously eventually tried to sidle up against Britney when, when, uh, me against the music. God, that was, somebody had said, uh, someone said that that song would be what we would pair up against the Michael and Janet Jackson song scream. And I was like, that's another bloodbath for sure. Uh, when I think about me and the against the music, I immediately think of Britney Spears going, "It's me," and then Madonna's like, "And me." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's literally the, the lyrics. She doesn't say it like that, but that's how it sounds. Like, but those I, are. I'm here, <laughs> and they could. You know, you could have Christina do that. That's the thing. Like, it's me, and I'm here. Like, you know, like, oh, Christina. If if um if if the the thing for Brittany if you're gonna explain her in a word it it is baby if you're gonna explain Christina in a word it's not even a word it's just that like growly thing she does uh, she's I, like I, like that thing you know what I'm talking about no I when I think of the, the sounds Christina makes it is like a full belt whoa 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 oh yeah she does this like she does this growly sound. Um, that I've always associated with her. Regardless, she's making sounds, not really a word, whereas Britney Spears has got a whole-ass word, two syllables. So as far as I'm concerned, that's another victory. I don't know. The word I associate with Christine is dirty, and dirty is with, with two R's, obviously. And welcome, welcome to yet another, like, this is just asking for trouble. That song's fucking boring. 
Uh, don't I just fundamentally have no interest in that song whatsoever. It does nothing for me. Uh, no, I don't like it either. But it is the most Christina song ever made. That is like pure uncut Christina. And uh, if you don't like that, then you're probably not an Xtina fan. And uh, I guess I'm not. Uh, like I said, I think we've we've talked about like the two of them, but I, I honestly do think "Genie in a Bottle" is like just like a genuinely good, well made song. In the in a completely different way than what "Baby One More Time" is a good, well constructed song. Like if you actually listen to, it, I really love like the stutter funk '99 thing it's got going on there. I love that little piano intro. Oh, it's sure. much harder to play than I realized. I didn't know until recently that um, during her uh, Descendants era, Dove Cameron had done a, a cover of Genie in a Bottle. Yeah, I found that one right before we uh, got on the air. It's Whoa. terrible. It's so bad. It's really, I don't know. It's, 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 it kind of sounds like how Christina Aguilera would, would record that song now or like when she Ooh. got more control over her career. Like it's way too much. It's hit. It's what way I find too to be loud. so interesting is that it's it's more chaste, though. I mean, I, I assume that it relates to whatever the context of the Descendants is, which I don't know anything about. But, like, they changed the lyric, right? Yeah. They couldn't be as it, dirty it, as uh, Christina was in 1999. Yeah, like, as, like, a 17-year-old. Right yeah. Like, there's no rubbing me the right way, right? You gotta, it, it, It's like, you've got to ask me the right way. They changed it. Yeah. Like, and I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, it's, it's weird how horny people were for what baby one more time like genie in a bottle is about sex it's literally straight about sex hormones racing at the speed of light yeah it said her body's uh saying go yeah but her heart's saying maybe one more time Uh, is i I guess a breakup song or something but like it always stomped so fucking hard that it just kind of didn't matter what it was about i mean it's just a breakup song like it's not you know other than the weird um like oh because it was written by Max Martin for whom <laughs> English is not the primary language people were like oh, it sounds like abuse um which is I mean really like, not, like that's not even great. like a huh that is what it, it does sound like abuse like it does I just it's just I mean whatever it's it's clearly not though I wouldn't it's just that like pe- people I think kind of you know I mean maybe the 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 producers or the the, the you know the, the little Mickey Mouseketeers the marketeers uh, all sat down and were like, we can we can work with this. Yeah, let them think that. That'll sell more records. I mean, it is. That single. Like, Britney Spears has sold so many singles, so, so many records off of that, that, like, literally no one's ever going to come close. She will always be the best-selling, like, teenage pop artist. No one's ever catching her. I, I wouldn't say Max Martin doesn't have a great command of English. Well, it's possible that, I mean, again, I guess I can't say, but, like, I, I, I feel like it probably changed a little bit after that. Because he hadn't done a ton prior to that, right? Like, that was, like, his first, like, absolute mega hit. Like, I know he'd done some Backstreet stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was working with somebody else on the on the Ace of Base stuff, which was, that's a whole, that's, you know, that was 90s ABBA. <laughs> Another very interesting time period uh, in, in pop music, the Ace of Base era. A band that I loved and then was like, wait, what? Oh. I don't know the way you Thanks. feel about Christina. That's the way I feel about Ace of Base. It's like maybe I miss uh, it, but I was like, why was this big? Yeah, I don't know. It really like it just kind of hit me right. Um, one more time. I was gonna say that. What was what was might be my one joke? I was gonna say that. Um, you know, it sounds like 
you know, ridiculous that music had changed that quickly, that, that, that this one song had changed the map so much, but it, it really was, uh, dun, 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 dun. crazy. Uh, I regret it. I regret it immediately. Hey, here's something I'm really happy about, Todd. Uh, again, like I could be out of touch on this, but I don't think I am. Uh, you know how like the '90s are back. You notice that like a lot of a lot of '90s. I don't stuff know. I've, heard, I've back. heard people say that a bunch of times, and I've never been convinced that the '90s are uh, back. I, I feel that they are. Here's something that I've I've noticed, um, which is really great. Now, I'm not in high school, granted, so maybe I, there's a reason that I am. I, maybe it's happening, and I just, I just don't see it. But uh, I haven't had. I haven't heard the phrase skank ass ho once. And uh, that's nice because <laughs> that was the really the thing that I remember most about the, the Britney Christina days because they both got called that constantly. Mm-hmm. Like that was the that was like the, the first really shitty thing was that it was always, you know, Britney had to deal with the, um, the the virgin whore dichotomy. Right. Which was what they were which what they were selling, you know, um, and Christina was constantly like I feel like even before she came out and did dirty. Like, I feel like she had nothing to lose Yeah, in a way. I, I seem to recall people were calling her a skank from the start. Yes. And it was like, I, I don't, I mean, I feel like it was probably a word I used at the time. Um, it's pretty embarrassing to look back and think that that's true. It's a word that should never come back. <laughs> there was no reason to call her that at all. What a strange thing. I'm so sorry that Christina Aguilera had literally any control over her own sexual identity whatsoever. Yeah. Like, Shame on her. Well, we... T- it's yet another way that Britney has overshadowed Christina. Christina got a lot of shit too. Like a lot. She got a ton. She did. I'm not, I don't want to minimize it. I think that like, because Britney was the bigger name, it was always more evident. And like, I don't know that Christina got like, like, did she ever have like a Diane Sawyer Sawyer interview where Diane Sawyer Sawyer was like, aren't you like ruining young girls? Aren't you a bad mother or whatever? Like, it was because like, I think it was Diane Sora that like basically said that she was, you know, aren't you afraid that you're you're a bad mom? Which is like, that's like the most fucked up thing. Like I, how Diane Sawyer still has teeth in her mouth, I'll never, <laughs> like, is a real, is a real testament to um, the grace and patience of Britney Spears. Like what a stunningly awful thing to say to another human being. But yeah, I mean, that is so big that you could forget that Christina Aguilera was constantly hounded by these, and that was the big thing, right? It was always that she was a big slut, a big hoe, a big skank. That was what I remember. And it was like, what? Why? Because she said, you got to rub me the right way. That's the, that's the problem. It's it's too hot for Disney. Apparently. Good. Well, apparently even to this day, what a, what a, what a weird time to be alive uh, right now. Apparently. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's such an odd thing. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. I kind of wanted to bring up The Idol, which we have a bonus episode about, mm-hmm. because you had kind of mentioned how pop music is not like this. That like The Idol, when they sort of established this idea of a pop star they were following, it was of the Christina slash Britney oeuvre. Right. And there just isn't anybody like that anymore, because Christina isn't Christina anymore. Like, Britney isn't doing that anymore. Like, She's not Britney, doing anything like anymore. She, She's enjoying her retirement at age 39. Yeah. Wait, is that true? Is that how, wait, is, is Brittany 39? I think so. Oh, I always forget that she's, I always think of her as being. No, she's like, 42. She's say. 42. Okay. Yeah. She's one year younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very odd to think of, of, of that 
as having any staying power. Because I do think that like the the music and the impact that it has, right? Like as to what it did as far as the sound of pop music, I think will always come back around. But the virgin whore dynamic, like, God, I hope that never comes back. It's the <laughs> worst. Like what an awful thing for a human being to go through, to be to be faced with that impossible thing, to have to be all things to all people specifically in that way is such a strange thing. And like, I don't know, man, like him maybe one more time. Like I get, I get that it's in the video to an extent, but like, I don't know. Here's the analogy that I, I always find myself drawing. Um, there was a, an interview towards the end of the, the, the Beatles career where um, John and Paul were being interviewed by this, this guy and um they were supposed to be talking about Apple Co., right? This company that they'd started, which was supposed to be about representing other artists and stuff like that. And they, the guy was like hounding Paul about the fact that Paul had admitted to having done LSD. And they were like, why did, why did you admit to doing this? And he was like, well, like I thought I could be cagey or I thought I could be honest. And so I said the truth. The answer was yes. And the truth can be quite painful. And then John very specifically said, but we told the journalist who asked that question, you don't print this. Don't print it. Don't do that. Because if you do, it will create this huge problem for us. And then you're going to blame us, right? They're going to go, the Beatles are telling kids to do LSD, a thing we categorically are not doing. But that will never occur. There will be no such narrative if you just don't print this story. And the fact that y'all did it anyway for money kind of makes you the villains here. It's not our fault. And I kind of view Britney the same way, right? Like maybe this is just rehashing old news, but I don't know. There's nothing so salacious about Hit Me One More Time, the song or the video. There really isn't. Like it's a very simple gimmick. It works very well. It's a good song. It's a fun video. Like I didn't watch it and think what a fucking slut that Britney Spears. I thought what a smart person that she's kind of keying into exactly what it is that people want to see, but that is currently not really out there. Like that was it. I didn't think anything else. And then I felt really bad for her. I don't know. This is like such a weird thing to admit, but I remember being a teenager and thinking, you know, I don't really love Britney Spears's music at the time because mm -hmm. I didn't, but I thought I'd be a good friend to Britney Spears. I would be friends with Britney like right. I felt awful for her because I felt like everybody that was around her was constantly trying to cash in. And I always thought like, I was like, I bet that she's a pretty decent and smart person. She probably would like be a person that I could enjoy being friends with. And she would get somebody who would not be mean to her or be a weird yes man. This is such a strange thing. But yes, when I was a teenager, I was like, I, I would be a good friend to Britney Spears. I don't know why I thought that, but it, I became convinced. I don't know, after... after reading some of her Instagrams, I have a, a pretty strong feeling I would not be good friends with Britney Spears. I mean, oh, I'm an adult now. I, yeah. Again, I, I was, I was probably about 18 or 19 when I thought this. Um, yeah. So I, I, and it really and, was just that I felt, I felt a kind of immediate sympathy because of the way that the, the thing was, the worm had kind of turned in this way that felt so extreme. Yeah. In my memory, the, the controversy, the, 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 the criticism I mean, there were like people being shitty about it because, you know, we're, you know, it's the 90s and we're shitty to women. But like the actual like controversy about her character and shit and her artistry didn't start happening till a, a couple years in. Like, but first 
first she grabbed everyone's attention and then she got punished for being like so compelling that we couldn't look away. That's how I remember it happening. And the baby one more time video is, it's, it's just impossible not to watch it when it's on. And when it's I said, a, it's I, a really good video and it's a really good song too. And I gotta be honest, like I texted, he was like, yes, I will take genie in a bottle. I can absolutely make that case. And then over the course of the week, I was like, no, I don't think I actually can. Um, I just, well, again, like the, the, the genie in a bottle music video is not compelling at all. It's just her, it's just her on a beach. For the record, I have done the, the, tried to figure out how she does that dance move. Just, (laughs) I did. I mean, I, I mean, I was a 15 year old boy. I definitely watched that video also. I, I watched every, every frame of it. Oh, see, I don't, I, I think I could probably count on one hand the number of times I've watched that video. I just, when it came on, I flipped away. Um, but the Britney one, I would watch every time. Just and the, like, obviously, like, it is the better song. Like, I, I you know, I, I made it to the end of the podcast. It is obviously the better song. Uh, the that Those opening four notes, like, it may as well be the opening four notes of Beethoven's Fifth. Dun, 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 dun. Like, it yeah. captures... And I mean, to me, they listen, you know, speaking of a thing that was set in a school, right? Like that dun, 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 kind of lives in the same space in my head as dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like, they're just they're two sides of the same coin. Like yeah. Smells Like Teen Spirit is to the beginning of the 90s what uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time was to the end. I'm sure that is a thing that has also been said many times before. I think I, I think we got a couple comments about that. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, like my, it my, seems so clear. Yeah, I picked Genie in a Bottle just out of general exhaustion of the entire Britney phenomenon, and 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 yet again, that's that's Britney being more important. And it's funny because Christina was like obviously like the more talented singer. She didn't use that talent particularly well. She's got more range. She's got more power than Britney. But like, and Britney has like a weird singing voice. No one really yeah. sounds like Britney. No. But that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like you, I mean, like I've seen Christina Aguilera make fun and do imitations of the voice. I've seen many people do imitations of Britney Spears, mm-hmm. but it sounds like a caricature. It doesn't sound like her exactly, right. right? It's like a cartoon version. Really, only Britney sounds like Britney. I think it's such a misnomer. Um, I it, like it's like a commonly held belief that isn't really accurate that Britney Spears is a bad singer. I don't think that's fair. I don't know that I've ever, I mean, maybe like I, I got swept up into the, the idea of that, but looking back on it now, I think, you know, like I really immersed myself in Britney. I'll tell you what I had no problem doing, listening to Britney's first record. That record's great. It's a good record. Is it? And she's got nothing. I think so. I think that that is a really easy album that goes down quick. It's not a long record. It just kind of blazes right through. And like, some of those, as as much as like they had a gimmick and they just reused it, like, boy, it really works. Oops, I did it again. Is great. Um, crazy is great. Stronger is great. Slave for you. I, you know, I think you could argue that she kind of loses a little something in a way, but like that's that's one of those ones where like remember the metrics we were talking about. Like that's the Britney Britney makes you want to fuck song. Like so completely and toxic, which to me is like. If Hit Me Baby One More Time didn't exist, Britney would be okay because she'd still have Toxic. Because good grief, Toxic is just like, I wouldn't even say it's just one of the best pop songs. It's That's one of my favorite songs of all time. Like maybe a top 10 favorite song, period. Like I'm on a beach, 
I only have 10 songs to listen to. That song's probably on there. I could listen to that thing on a loop forever. Toxic, when it came out, I was like, wow, this is going to be like one of the defining songs. Like, it's going to be one of her biggest songs ever. This is going to be, I don't know if I knew it was going to be like one of the biggest songs of the decade, but like, it seemed like a reasonable conclusion. Like, it's obviously great. It's obviously important. I just have no feelings about Toxic, and I have no feelings about any of those other songs also. The only one I would say I have any feelings for whatsoever is Baby One More Time. And that is just like such a well-constructed song, just as a song, divorced from Britney, the phenomenon. And there's a reason why everyone fucking covers it, like why there's so many rock and roll covers. It's so well-made, so put together. That fucking outro, I must confess... That yeah. my, like, wow, it's just like, brilliantly made. Yeah, I think that's the thing that's sort of sneaky because it is a it is a breakup song, but like that there is still a little bit of hope. There's certainly a lot of passion, right? Like she wants this person to call her again, but I, she's kind of trying to, she's manifesting. That song's really some manifesting going on. Um, I don't know, man. Britney Spears is, un, is, is unbeatable. She's just, we've talked about it for almost an hour and- there's really like, I don't know. There's a million things I could For say. For the record, I do think Genie Model is an underrated song. I don't think it's quite gotten its due. Mm, I think it should I mean, be. I feel like if in a world where Britney did not exist, Genie in a Bottle's uh, stock would be a little higher. Maybe. Maybe it would have a larger footprint, but I don't know. I don't think so. I, I would I would disagree. Um, I just don't think Christina is ever going to have a patch on Britney Spears, and that's not even necessarily an insult to her. I think that almost no human being she, ever has or ever will. Yeah. She's just the one unluckiest enough to be the most like Brittany, which is not very much like Brittany at all. Yes. Well, yes. If, if, if Brittany is lucky, then <laughs> then Christina should have had a song called unlucky. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Got him. I'm so sorry. It's like, it does feel one. Like I tried so hard. I was like, surely this will not be one sided. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like Christina, I, I felt Christina, again, like as a vocal coach, as a, as, as a humanitarian, as I don't know, as a million things that isn't being a pop idol. She's great. You know, it's fun. You know, and, and like, and like Lady Marmalade, that, that, that remake from, from Moulin Rouge is incredible. What a track. I'm, I'm not going to stick up for Lady Marmalade. I'm, what? No. Wow. Really? Am I on the wrong side of history here? That song's a banger. I, I don't know. Like I, I dis, I, I, I actively dislike more Christina songs than I have any bad feelings towards Britney songs. Like the one time I thought Christina really had it was "Ain't No Other Man" from 2006, and I was like, you know, finally she has figured out what works for her. And yet, like within like five years, no one remembered that song. What but, about "Beautiful"? You don't want to, you don't want to give it to "Beautiful." No, that song's boring. Oh man, what about that uh, that song that she came into the, the the guest vocal for the say something I'm giving up on you? Also boring. <laughs> I, I remember hearing it and being like, I actually kind of like that she'd pulled back a little bit, which is yeah. kind of to a point that you'd made earlier, which is that like uh, Christina can do everything, but like she's like the perfect example of just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've I've seen like clips where she is just full fucking chaos like listen to her like christmas songs sometimes and she is just like the human voice should not be doing this what are you doing 
do you enjoy listening to this? Like, how could you? I don't know. It's just a tornado of vocal violence. So really, so baby, one more time is your number one with a bullet. That's the that's your favorite Britney Spears song. Actually, you know, we're talking about like classic period Britney for which is for me like before she shaved her head. I actually a little more affection of stuff she released after, especially uh, stuff from like circus era. Really, circus and blackout that kind that that era Britney okay. I, is like the the stuff I I am most going to listen to. If I, if you maybe like listen to Britney Spears right now, that's what I would gravitate towards. I still I mean like I can listen to any of it honestly, um, but. I'll tell you, this is like a recent fact. Did, did you see that? Uh, so the um, She Drives Me Crazy was from a, a, a movie. You, dri- you drive movie. me crazy. Yeah, you drove. Sorry. Not, I mean, not she the drives me crazy. Yeah. But uh, that was part of a, a, a Melissa Joan Hart film. Right. Where she was where she was still effectively like in the teeny bopper phase. Right. She was doing like like young people rom coms. Yeah. And just recently they announced that she's playing a grandmother. A grandmother, Todd. She's forty-seven. <laughs> she's four. She's four years older than me. That's bullshit. That's violence. I don't deserve that. Melissa Joan Hart doesn't deserve that. The world doesn't deserve that. It's terrible. Also, uh, you know, they'd said that uh, what would, like one of the pitches for the the Hit Me Baby One More Time also was that like they wanted her to be a superhero. I think that was the other idea. Like there was a space idea. There was a superhero idea. I'm gonna tell you um, once again. As far as I'm concerned, the toxic music video has that because like she has like, first of all, in every costume they put her in, she just absolutely fucking eats. But like there's one that she has where she's like, it's all black and a red wig. And she like throws this thing that looks like a fucking batarang. And I was like, nothing but respect for my Batwoman. And then they put her in another thing where she's got like a black wig and she's got like a, like a red scarf and like belly showing. And I was like, nothing but respect for my Electra. Holy shit. That's two superheroes in one. Uh, one Marvel, one DC. Um, I don't know, man. Britney Spears is just the bomb.com. And uh, Heaven Baby One More Time is is just a forever song. Like, it'll just live on for all eternity. And I can't believe when we did that other podcast that I didn't say that uh, she's that, that song's appearance is um, a culture shift, a culture reset, because it certainly was. I, I still don't think, like, now a quarter century later, I, I still don't think uh, we've recovered. I think there is no way to ever recover from that song. It's just insane. Yeah, but like between Taylor Swift this year and Britney Spears in, in 2001, I don't think there's any one who like was even close to, to matching that level of giganticness. Ugh. Well, I think we've talked about this enough. We've talked about, uh, you know, I would say about 85% about Britney Spears and 15% about Christina Aguilera. That's just the yeah, story. I can't, of their I can't, life. I can't wait to get to the results <laughs> to see how close they match. Um, yeah, I will say. I mean, clearly, what we've revealed is that we can fixate on a on a pretty blonde white lady as much as anybody else. Here we are. We've done it. All right. I guess we'll do the questions. God, Jesus. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a bloodbath. We do this thing after we talk for a while, where we use these four questions, to sort of. Circle the wagons, make the whole of the arguments hopefully make sense. Uh, question number one is a question for history. Um, one of these songs is going to stick around. The other one's going to stick Brittany. forever. I'm the sorry, finish the question. Okay. I'm, then I will yeah. interrupt you. Okay. Like, which of the, for the culture, which song has to stay? It's Britney. Yeah. We've, it's Britney. It's Britney, bitch. We, we, we did that for an hour. Uh, 
we don't have to yeah. discuss that one anymore. Um, you can see um, number two the entire creation, including the uh, it's Britney the music video. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I finished yeah. the question. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, like if you wanted to see how the sausage got made for one and only one of those two songs, which would it be? The answer is it's Britney, bitch. The third question is now. All right, I'll tell you what. This is the first one that feels like maybe it's a it's a competition. Maybe uh, Megan Thee Stallion's going to get up to a night of hot girl shit. Um, she's going to put uh, a playlist on for preparing for a night of hot girl shit. Uh, one only one of these songs is going to appear on that playlist. Now I'm forever Todd. Which one of these is hot girl shit? Well, I mean, this one isn't one where I have to interrupt you because <laughs> so like we can like. At the very least, this one's more even than the the blowout questions number one and two. Because Genie in a Bottle is pretty hot girl shit. I want to say that. I I think I still got to give this one to Brittany. Yep. Moving on to the last question. Uh, wow. <laughs> William Shatner. Thes- okay, Thes- now this one's equestrian. a close one. Singer, we're going to give it to him. He's going to do one and only one of these songs. This is a William Shatner version. Uh, Todd, which one of these songs must be shat upon? I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure it's still. I think I think Christina gets this one. Well, well, well. <laughs> you gotta give this one to Christina. Why? Uh, I think the lyrics are uh, more funnier when uh, Shatner says it. I don't know. I feel like "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." Shatner would just look at that. I was like, "What am I supposed to do with this? What? This doesn't make any sense." I don't know. I think Max Martin. He's wait a minute. William Shatner is an actor. <laughs> He can make it make sense with a look. I'm, I'm still giving it to Brittany, personally. Yeah, I, I, just, I just think it would be funny for him to, you know, you got to rub me the right way, honey. I never want to hear him say that. Never. There's actually not enough money. My body's saying, let's go. Absolutely. But my heart is saying. <laughs> this is torture. My heart is saying no. I, I feel like. You know, Baby One More Time is one of the more sensical Max Martin songs, but it's still like, I feel like Max Martin figured out the code that he doesn't need to make sense. Like he says, he will like write a phrase at the time, depending on how the song is going, like how that particular measure of the song feels. I feel like it'd be less funny and interesting for Shatner to say them aloud. I just, maybe, I don't know if I agree. I guess it's just that, like, I find that interesting as a concept for William Shatner. Again, like, I said that as a joke that he could do it with a look. But, like, I don't know. That's kind of true. I think that William Shatner could do a spoken word thing and make those lyrics make some kind of sense. They might not make this, they might not be in the same spirit as what was originally intended. Mm -hmm. But I think he could do something with it. Um also, I mean, we've said this many times before, but, um, you know, lyrics are not the be all end all no. as far as meaning is concerned. Uh, Michael Jackson certainly like would occasionally do things where he would pick words not based on their meaning, but the way they sound like mm. they mean. You're a vegetable. And, and they eat yeah, like you. He, he could, yeah, he could do that with anything. So, I mean, I think that that maybe Max Martin kind of keys into that mm-hmm. notion. Okay. Well, we we blasted through those four very quickly and, and God bless. Cause we're really going long. Yeah. Now it's time for the people that matter. Uh, the, the listeners and their comments, which I assume are going to be largely one-sided as well, but I know some people stubbornly wanted to make arguments and maybe they'll make good ones for Christina. All right. J H bug writes hydrogen bomb versus coughing baby. <laughs> Uh, which is which? 
Do you do you do you have to guess? Like, <laughs> I mean, listen. One of those songs is the word "baby" <laughs> prominently in it. That, that's, so yeah, we could go either way. Yeah. All right. Excalibur writes really trying to find reasons to justify my contrarian impulse to vote against the obvious winner here. Uh, Excalibur did not write if they found those reasons. Uh, did anybody else, though? Here we go. Somebody's got to have gone for Genie in a Bottle. One person voted that way, I'm sure. Yeah. Daniel Schultz writes, iconic, period. I don't believe any further elaboration is needed. Yeah. All right. This is rough, man. It's really, <laughs> it's, it's really, there are a lot of, co- all right. Tyler Crone writes, genie in a bottle has about as much of a chance against Brittany as Justin Timberlake does after the book, man, man, leave Justin alone. That's that's, that's where I am at this point. <laughs> They're killing you in the quote retweets. Yeah. Justin. Uh, all right. Clever name here writes, Yo, what's up, MTV? This is Sully from the Bronx, and I want to vote for Christina Aguilera because she can rub me the right way. Woo! There you go. <laughs> See, that's the argument, Todd. That's how you do it. Yes, that's that's my favorite. Con- that's that's the comment of the day for me. Have yes, have your have your penis do the talking. Well done. Good grief. I mean, you know, you did you watch TRL because that's exactly how everyone sounded. I know, I know. It was a joke. Yeah. But uh, I didn't watch a lot of TRL, to be honest with you. Not a lot. I watched it every fucking day. I mean, that's the that tra- that's the that age tracks. difference between us, I think. It is, for sure. Yeah. All right. Connor Rankin writes, and uh, for the record, Connor Rankin was pretty hardcore for Christina in the comments. Here we go. I'm ready. And Connor Rankin writes, I'm starting to feel like some dude's great-grandpa that voted for Alf Landon. That's a historical... <laughs> for the record... Alf Landon ran against FDR in, I want to say, 1936, and he is like went down in history as running the worst campaign in presidential history. Oh, I don't. It's interesting. I, I never think of that as the name. The first one, I, I always assume Mondale, right? The, the, the Mondale comparison. Yeah, Mondale is like number two, I think. But I don't know. History jokes. All right. And Nico writes, thanks to LimeWire and fake Weird Al Yankovic, Genie in the bottle for me will always be weenie in a bottle. I downloaded a whole mess of terrible song parodies from radio DJs. I did not know that one. I don't know if that might help. We should we should listen to it later. I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna miss that one. I, I feel like if I didn't <laughs> I, if I didn't listen to it at uh, age 16, I probably shouldn't be listening to it now. I guess I guess. Well, I don't know. I I got no class. I'll 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 I'll, I'll check it out. Joanna Soros Rex writes, my heart is saying Christina, but my body's saying Brittany. Yeah. No, I mean, it's all of me. There's actually no part of it. Maybe, maybe I've got like a, like, like one of my tiny toes. Yeah. Is, is going genie in a bottle, but that's about it. I don't know. Like the, I'm starting to feel bad for Christina. Like, yeah, I'm starting to feel like, um, like just again, out of backlash, like give Christina a break. She's had an enormous career yeah. just because these two songs worked out the way that they did. And like, I don't personally think of her as being a major pop idol in comparison to Britney Spears. Does not mean that she's a bad singer or bad at what she's, I mean, she's had enormous success across many metrics. I mean, she is it's a bad singer a, in many ways. Well, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I don't know if I can get on board there. I don't think I can follow you down that path. Okay. Uh, Gene Youngkin writes, 
when I watch the genie in a bottle video and hear I'm a genie in a bottle, you gotta rub me the right way. A voice in my head says, turn around, old man. This isn't for you. <laughs> Baby one more time doesn't quite make me that uncomfortable. So advantage, Brittany. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I've it's, seen, really, it's really the press that, that makes that what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly saw things from Brittany or like the way people talk about Brittany or like uh, photo shoots she did where they, I would actually get like extremely uncomfortable like like this is pedophile shit and i'm younger than britney spears but are, I was like, are you thinking about the uh the rolling stone cover where she's holding a teletubby oh right oh right that's Christ. bizarre absolutely strange beyond belief not even subtle that's some that's fucking jeffrey epstein shit like that's what the fuck are we doing all right and finally dan hogg writes I sure hope Lena has really obscure indie song versus really obscure indie song in the queue next as an antidote to this. Oh, God, I don't think I have one in the hopper. Maybe, maybe you oh. got one, but uh, uh, I will, we'll see. I haven't thought I'm we'll going to pick, I'm going to pull something out right out of my ass at the end of this episode. Like I always do. I don't plan these things at all. Oh, all right. Great. Well, that was the reader comments now. Well, I think we know who won. How much do you think? I want it to be like one of the great. I I don't. I forget what the biggest blowout we'd had was. I want this to be like a ninety-five-five split. That's what I want. <laughs> I want it to be so ridiculous that it, it that it 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 stretches credulity. You're like it can't even be true. Like like maybe 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 we stuff the ballot box mm-hmm. for a total of six hundred seventy-four to a hundred fifty-eight. That is an 81% to 19% split. The winner is Britney Spears. And as far as I'm concerned, that's a win for Christina. Yeah, again. She almost got to 20%. Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that it even got that far. I just don't think it's even close. God bless. Uh, I feel like it is exactly that much better. Is good at, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just don't think there's any, again, like you're, you're comparing one of the most important pop songs of all time. To and and ultimately, what I think is just an also ran. Like even if you think it's a good also ran, it's still an also ran. All right. Well, that was uh, so, uh it, it's almost like this wasn't even like a song versus song. This was like a song destroying another song, or like it, we we could just call this one song. <laughs> but that was song versus song. Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you like what we do, please spread us around. Tell everyone that we have a pretty decent podcast. We're charming. We're likable. And uh, maybe you want to listen to it when you have some time. And if you give us a dollar or if you want to more than a dollar, you can uh, head to our Patreon and get our full supply of bonus episodes. We've been doing this for a long time, so much so that we have like a full list now up on the Patreon of all the ones we're doing. Uh, At some point this month, we will be, Reviewing Scott Pilgrim takes off the new Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I'm almost done with it, and we got to record that soon. Okay, I uh, mean, sp- sp- spoiler alert: it's good. Is it? I thought so, but uh, we'll see. We'll forward, see. What I look I forward to doing a full podcast on the su- on the subject. Yep, you'll see that. And if you want to hear what we think, just toss us a dollar at the Patreon. If you can't do that, thanks for listening anyway, and make sure you keep listening to us and tell everyone about us. All right. Are you ready for the next episode, which I'm going to decide right now? Yeah. I mean, do you need me to, to like, 
Do I need to just like vamp for a little while or you got it? Oh, I got it. No, I got it. I got it. We will be doing, we will be doing Carrie Underwood's Before He Cheats versus the chick's Goodbye Earl. (sighs) Who's going to be our ringer, Todd? (laughs) I feel like I can talk about both these songs for quite a bit. That's great. I I can take a, I can take it up. Are you not, not feeling a little country? I've never been, I mean, like, you know, I feel bad that I'm not more of a country person, um, but it's definitely like the weakest of my weak spots. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like you don't have to be like a country person to have like s- much exposure to both these songs. Where were yeah, you? You, you in would 2003? be wrong. Not listening to either of these songs. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you then. See ya. Bye, everyone. Bye.